Well, hello, 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 and welcome back to the Amazing Seller Podcast. My name is Scott Volker, and I am just beside myself because this whole week has been awesome all the way around. Uh, My business has been growing um, on Amazon, just launched my second product, uh, which uh, is going through the launch phase, and that's kind of why I wanted to do this show today, which is going to be talking about how to launch your product or what to do to launch your product and uh, to start getting sales, and that's what this is going to be about. But before I do get into that, I just really wanted to take a minute to really just thank every single one of you that have uh, you know listened, downloaded, and listened and uh, really just have uh, kind of shown your support uh, means a lot because uh, it does take time to put these together. But I mean, I got to be honest with you. Uh, I really, really enjoy making these and uh, it just keeps me in the loop as well. And it keeps me constantly trying to learn and to expand and to grow and reach out and network. And it's just been really, really cool. I did want to say though, that uh, we are getting more reviews and uh, and funny thing, I uh, I had someone in the comments on the blog say, you know, because I had mentioned in one of the podcasts that I was saying we, like I, you know, there's this big crew, and uh, and he said, uh, you know, you know about saying we, you know, don't stop saying we because you're you're referring to all of us. So okay, I'm gonna go with that because I do feel as though you and I, the one that's listening right now, and everyone else that's listening, you know, we are in this together, and that's what this is really about: is really being able to reach uh, others. And uh, another thing that had came up, real, you know, I'll just mention it real quick: is that you know someone had said that uh, you know not even just this one person, but even outside people that aren't listening right now, people that know that I'm doing this, they're like, you know, aren't you afraid that you're going to saturate the market? And, you know, the the answer to that is no, I'm I'm not. I mean, you know, people have been teaching uh, online for years, and if they were afraid that people were just going to come in and overtake uh, the market, uh, there would be no teaching out there. So I'm not afraid of that. Okay. Uh, Now, I did want to mention one uh, particular... uh, feedback or review, if you will, on iTunes. And if you haven't left one yet, please do me a favor and head over there and do that. It helps the rankings. This week, I was number 30 in all of business, uh, right up there with Susie Orman, which is crazy. And uh, I was also number 12 at one point for uh, New and Noteworthy. So really, really cool stuff. Never thought in a million years that that would be the case. Uh, really, really awesome stuff. But I did just want to point out one here, and there's a bunch of them. Uh, I think there was like 18 people that actually left reviews and 21 feedback uh, and right now. But I know after having these shows downloaded 3,000 times, there's more of you out there that still could leave me a review. Hint, hint. So I just want to take a quick sec to give a shout out to T.A. Smith uh, that left a uh, review, a written review, not just a feedback rating, and said this, this podcast is exactly what I want in a podcast about Amazon FBA. There aren't any other podcasts that talk only about setting up an Amazon business. I feel with Scott's guidance, I can start my own private label brand. Not only are his podcasts packed with step-by-step information, but also loaded with motivation. It's clear that Scott knows what he's doing and he has a good quality audio. Thank you, Scott. And that's funny because a lot of people talk about the audio and how how well it sounds. It's really just a USB mic. Um, you know, it's by Rogue, and uh, I think I paid two hundred and fifty bucks for it. And uh, yeah, it does give some pretty good audio sound. So 
Thank you. Uh, anyway, so let's just jump right into the content here. We're going to get right to it, and uh, we're going to talk about this. I did want to mention one other thing. I'm going to actually... Uh, I'm going to go over a question that one of you asked, and I just started something. I put it on the blog uh, on uh, on the uh, theamazingseller.com uh, blog, where actually you can ask a question there. And I had it before where you could just leave a comment, and then I would answer it. But now what I've added is the speak pipe, where you can actually record a voice message. And I put it up last night, and I already had one question, and I'm going to air that at the end of this episode. It was by Dylan, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and answer that live on this show. So uh, stick around, you're going to want to hear that, all right? So let's dive right in. So how to launch your first Amazon private label product and start getting sales, all right? That's what we're going to be talking about. So I'm going to run right through this. I'm going to slow down in some spots because, you know, there's some things that I have to hit on, but it's really, really simple if you follow these steps. Now, I followed these steps to a T, and I've modified them with this second product that I rolled out, okay? I learned a little bit, all right? But here's the thing. I recorded an episode, uh, episode number six, where I talk about outsourcing and how to pick your supplier and all that stuff. So if you haven't listened to that and you're having issues with picking a supplier uh, through Alibaba, uh, you're going to want to check that one out. That's episode six, all right? So you can just go to the amazing seller.com forward slash six, and you'll find that episode, all right? But here's the thing. Once you do that, right, you've got about 30 to 35 days before your product is going to be delivered and uh, and sent to Amazon, all right? Because usually that's the manufacturing time. Now, in that time, what are you going to be doing? What you're going to be doing is building a launch list, all right? This is very, very important. This is how you can kickstart sales almost immediately when you get product, and that's exactly what I did. So here's what you should do, and here's what I did, and here's what I continue to do, all right? The very first thing is, Take a piece of paper, write down all of the people you know closely, okay, friends, families, coworkers, all right, ones that you know that you could physically hand them a product. And I'm not even saying that you have to go and, ha- you know, give them a dollar code or a, a free, you know, 100% off code. I'm not saying that. You can do that if you want to. It just slows down the process a little bit. Because what I want to do in the beginning is I want to get five to 10 reviews, if not more. Um, and I don't even care if they're verified or unverified for the reason that I just want the stars, those little stars right next to your reviews to show up so I can start running pay-per-click. All they're there for really is to have like, social proof, right? That people are actually already leaving comments. You don't want to see, you know, be the first to rate this product, right? You want to fill that up. So I usually like to start with five. uh, And again, they don't have to be verified. And Amazon is cool with this because you can give people your product or people could have purchased it in your brick and mortar store and then went to Amazon and left you uh, a review. All right. So it's totally cool to do that. And I'm not saying go out and just tell people to leave a review and don't test the product. I'm not saying that. I'm saying give them the product and say, hey, give me your honest feedback on this, you know, and of course, if they're friends and family, hopefully if they don't like it, they'll pull you aside and say, you know, I really don't feel comfortable leaving a review and you're like, cool, no problem. What didn't you like about it? And then you can kind of, you know, pick their brain and kind of get inside their head and maybe make it better, right? And that's what we want to do here. We want to sell good products because I'm going to tell you something right here. If you don't have a good product, you can sell them on Amazon, but people are going to let you know about it, all right? And that's just going to take your sales down, okay? And it's not going to be fun. 
You really want to create a product that people are going to love. Now, are you going to hit it right out of the park, right from the get-go? Probably not, okay? You're going to have some negative feedback here and there, but just learn from it. And if it's if it's good feedback as far as like good negative feedback where you can learn from it, like, you know, the latch didn't didn't properly, you know, close or, you know, I wish this the material was softer, any of those things, you can go back to the drawing board. And that's why I said in that first uh, or the uh, episode number six, when you're picking a supplier is to try to get a lower MOQ, you know, minimum quantity, because this way here, if you only order 500, you can, you know, sell those and then you can retool it and then order uh, or, you know, make modifications. So this way here, your next batch is going to fix those issues. The other little tip here I'll give you, and I mentioned this before, is go through your competitors and look at all of their reviews, but all of their three two and one star reviews and that's going to tell you ahead of time if there's anything that you should look into uh you know fixing in your product right off the bat all right and that'll save you a lot of negative reviews all right just a little side tip for you so here's the thing you're going to want to write a list so this way here when you have your product and you're ready to get your reviews you're going to literally you can drive over to their house or you can have them pick it up at your house and just get those in their hands and say could you leave me a review within 24 hours you know pull it out of the bag test it, try it, see how it fits, whatever, and uh, and then go from there, all right? And then get those reviews almost instantly within a couple of days, all right? That's what you got to do, all right? So make a list of all your friends, family, and coworkers that you can think of, and I mean all of them, all right? Because you're going to, if you get 50 of them, you might get 20 of them that actually will take you up on it, right? Some of them will say, yeah, I'll do it. I'll, I'll call you on the weekend, and then it just never happens, all right? So the next thing is, is you're going to, or you should, build some type of list. Now, there's two different ways that you can do this. I'm going to give you two different scenarios, all right? And I've done both of them. The very first way, which is probably the easiest, is to build a Facebook page, all right? And what, what you're doing here is you're creating a list through Facebook, but on Facebook. So you don't need an autoresponder series like AWeber or uh, you know MailChimp or, or any of those. You can just basically use Facebook, okay? And it's real easy and it's usually really cheap. We ended up building a launch list of about 2,000 people. Uh, we had 2,000 likes to our page, which is 2,000 people. And we built those uh, through Facebook ads. And I think we spent around two to $300 for them. So basically, you know, like 20, 30 cents per like is what I spent. Now, I've heard some people getting them for less, but that's about what it was. And I was fine with that. I mean, it's if you've ever done email email list building or anything, you know it's can be a lot more expensive than that. So, yeah, I was willing to spend two to three hundred dollars to build a page. So, not that much of an investment, but I got that page right. I have access to that. That's my page, and you know. You can create any kind of page, but you want that page to be related to your niche, not necessarily to your product. You don't you don't want it to be like uh, if you're if you're uh, selling like a you know I don't know an arm brace, right? Well, you don't want it to be like I love arm braces, right? You want it to be something around you know maybe physical therapy, or maybe you want it to be about sports because maybe yours is like a sport product that uh, you know you know athletes are going to use. So then you can start giving out content on a daily basis to you know kind of get that page active. So really, you're just going to want to build that page. Now, some people get confused by this and they say, "Oh, Scott, so what'd you do? Did you go over to Fiverr and did you buy likes?" No, we did not buy likes. What we did is we created an ad that specifically said, if you like XYZ, click like. 
that simple, right? And it had a picture of, you know, someone doing uh, the activity of our niche, right? So, uh, you know, you're trying to create that avatar of that person and you want that to draw them into that ad. So it's as simple as that. Um, Ryan Moran had mentioned that what he did was he was going to be selling yoga mats. So he went and created a page. I love yoga. And now all of this stuff was going to be yoga related. Now his was a little bit even, you know, niche down from a niche, but you know, in your case, you know, if you were selling, I go back to the garlic presses, well, maybe you're going to, you know, do one on, I love cooking, right? Or it doesn't have to be, I love, it could just be like cooking is my life right? Click like if you, if you enjoy cooking too, right? So that's all it is. So all they're going to do is just click like if they like that topic and then they're instantly added to your page. All right. I know I went a little bit off course there, but I really wanted to dig deeper into that because people get that part messed up. All right. So it's real simple, but you're going to need a Facebook page. You're going to have to create that, you know, maybe put up about five different posts and these can be posts that you're sharing from other people in your niche, in your market. And, uh, and I know some of you out there are going to be listening saying, Scott, it's not pronounced niche, it's niche. And then I've got some people that'll say it's niche and it's, or it's niche and not niche. Uh, I'm going to clear that up right now. I have no idea how it's supposed to be, but I've always called it niche. All right. But you know what I mean? It's your market. All right. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. Uh, all right. So you're building a launch list in the process. All right. So you might spend 10 bucks a day and uh, you might add a couple hundred new likes to your to your page and you do this consistently you know with within reason you know of your budget you know within reason um, I was willing to spend two to three hundred bucks on a launch list figuring I wanted about two uh, two thousand people okay but I wanted that active so what I did is I had my wife uh, who's also my partner in this and I had her post like two or three times a day sometimes even more and uh, and it's, it's as simple as her just going in into you know into like Pinterest and and going into uh, maybe Instagram and finding other people that are very active Active that have really good content and then sharing that content. That's all you're really doing. You're just curating the content. All right. And then when it comes time to launch your product, you can mention that you're going to be doing a giveaway. And if people are interested, PM me and I'll give you a code where you can get it for $1.95 or whatever. All right. So that's kind of how that's going to work. And a side note, it's getting harder to reach people through Facebook. Okay, and if you've noticed, uh, you'll put something up on Facebook on a Facebook page that's got like 10,000 people on it, and you're lucky if you get a 1,000 people to actually see it. That'd be a good reach if you're able to do that because uh, Facebook is now almost forcing you to pay for it, which I don't really care. I'm okay with that because here's what's cool about this. You've already done the work as far as like reaching this audience, right? So you've got this list of 2,000 people. Well, once you have this list of 2,000 people within Facebook, you can run a Facebook ad for pennies to just your list of Facebook fans, all right? So for example, if you wanted to spend five bucks a day to only target your uh, your Facebook fans, you can do that. And You'll get so much more exposure because, and, and it's more targeted because you know who this group is. So that's, that would be my strategy is to then, if I want to reach these people, not just on a generic post that I'm going to post and hopefully it gets shown in their newsfeed, I'm going to force it in their newsfeed by 
paying for the ad to be there, okay, or your post. I mean, you're basically paying for your post to show up and to be there. That's what you're doing, all right? So that's Facebook, all right? It's the easiest way, uh, the fastest way to start building that uh, launch list, all right? And the cool thing is once your launch is over, you still have the list, right? You have that Facebook page, and now you can go ahead and use that for your next product, or if you want to bump sales and do another giveaway or a contest, you have it, okay? The only problem with that is you don't own it, and if Facebook decided one day to close your account down, you lose that page, all right? That's why the second part of this is uh, something that I really strongly recommend that you do, and if you don't do it for your first product because you're too overwhelmed, don't do it. Do the Facebook route, but the other way is to build an email list while you're running the promotion, okay? And this is going to happen, you can do this beforehand or you can do it during. And what I mean by that is if you're going to be launching a product, you can just run an ad on Facebook to that same group, right, that you found your initial 2,000 likes. Like maybe you might be targeting, if you're in the garlic press again, if we're going to go into the cooking, you may go to a bunch of cooking different pages and target those audiences, all right? So, for example, you could run an ad that basically was saying that you were going to be releasing a product, and if you joined this list, you could get it for 50% off when it launches, or you can get it for a dollar, or you can get it for a dollar ninety-five. Click here to sign up, and you'd have a nice picture of the item. Okay, uh, that's what you could do. Or you could say VIP list. You know, get specials and promotions on future home cooking utensils or you know goods I don't know whatever that market wants but what you would do is you would put that ad up so then when they would click on it they would go to a squeeze page or a landing page that would collect their email address so it's almost like they're signing up to get notified when you have these deals okay it's almost like a deal site you would do that and then what you're going to do is build this list up during the 30 day wait time okay now if you wanted to also do this during your uh your product launch, let's call it, then what you would do is if you're going to run a dollar coupon or a dollar ninety-five coupon where they can get it for a dollar ninety-five, then you would do that. You would just put that in the ad, you know, for a limited time, receive this garlic press for a dollar ninety-five. Click here to learn how. And then they would click on it and it would say, here's your information, you know, your first name, your email address, and then your coupon will be on the next page. As soon as they hit submit, up comes the thank you page, and there's their coupon code with all the instructions on how to purchase the product and use the code, all right? This way here, you're not just putting the code out there for people to use randomly, all right? And you're building an email list in the process, all right? So I know I covered a bunch right there, and we can dig deeper into a lot of these areas, but I want to give you the overview and really the uh, the, the map, right, uh, to, to launching a, a product and be successful with it, all right? So... Now, let's say you're building this list, you're doing these things in the meantime before your product gets here. What else can you be doing? You can be creating your listing. You don't have to have the product in inventory to create the listing. So what you're going to want to do is, number one, look at your top competitors and see what they're doing right, okay? See what the keywords are in their headlines that they're using because those are going to be the most popular ones. Now, I'm not saying go copy it word for word. I'm saying be inspired by it, get inspiration, get ideas, and then just make yours a little better if you can, right? But it's a good starting point. The one thing I do want to mention with your listing is there's four different things that you have to really think about and that you can spend a little bit of time on. The first one is great images, and you want to include more than one image. I can't tell you how many times I see a listing with one image, right? You need at 
I don't, you, you don't need them. You, you must, in, in my opinion, have at least five to seven images. The more, the better. It makes your company and your brand look larger. It looks more complete and people like high res images. So that brings me to my next point. When you have these images created, or if you create them yourself, make sure that they're high definition, meaning that they're a large size. I think it's 1500 pixels by 1500 pixels is the size. And what that allows you to do, or your customers do, is hover over the image and then you'll see it magnified. I'm sure you've seen this. If you don't, if you have like a really low res image, uh, you'll hover over and nothing will happen. And it just kind of cheapens your brand, all right? So you really want to spend some time and some money possibly on some great images, all right? So that's number one. Number two is great headline, all right? Now, if you followed the ASM model, uh, the amazing selling machine model, and some of you listening, because I know from some of your comments have said that you're you're in that course or you've been in that course and you found the podcast, which I, I want to say thank you and welcome. Uh, and uh, I just want to say that, you know, some of the stuff that they teach in there or they were teaching in there was these long, gigantic headlines, right? And I'm talking like 300, 400, you know, characters. Well, Amazon is doing away with those, okay? And they've already started implementing that in a lot of the different categories, all right? They're they're minimizing it to like between 90 and maybe like 120. And for some categories, I've even heard, you know, even like down to like 50 or 60. So depending on your, your uh, category that you're in, that's going to determine uh, the headline. But here's the thing. Don't sit there and just stuff a bunch of keywords in there. Number one, it looks obnoxious. It just looks like, you know, a cheapened brand. It doesn't make sense. Make it read, okay, like you would want it to read and make sure that it just delivers the information about it, okay, about your uh, your product. You know, you don't want to go in there and if you say, well, it's related to all of these different brands, so you're just going to go ahead and and just put in all of these different brands, you know, with uh, apostrophes and stuff, um, it's just going to look like a mess, and even though you think that because it's in the headline, you're going to get better keyword ranking for that, there's actually more that goes into keyword ranking than the headline. That's just the start, okay? And I've done my own research in this, and I'm ranking for keywords that there's no keywords in my headline that I'm getting ranked for. So it just needs to be in your product description, and I'll get into that stuff in a minute, but your headline, just make it look good make it sound good, and just use one, two, maybe three of your top-level keywords, all right? And uh, and then you're going to be, I think, in better shape, and it's going to just look better, and it's going to, it's just going to, it's going to do better for you, all right? So that's, that's the second thing, is a great headline. And you can change this stuff, too, so don't think that you're locked into that, you know, you can, you can kind of play with it. Okay, now number three is having great bullets. And these are the things that are right underneath like the price and stuff. And you've got, I believe it's four spots for those. And uh, you want to use all them. It might even be five, but use all of them. I see some people that just use two. Use all of them, okay? That's where you can put in your keywords in all of these different uh, bullet points. And the bullet points should be, you know, features and benefits, all right? And you really just want to kind of make them stand out. Um, I usually, capitalize the first word or the first two words, whatever makes sense. So if you're describing something and, and you know, the first two words are, are maybe even a keyword, uh, you can put that in there. Or it might say something like, you know, uh, warranty, and you might put that all in caps because that might be, your warranty might be the last bullet, all right? So bullets are very important. Again, that will help you rank for certain keywords too. So you don't just have to have it in your heading, all right? 
great description, all right? So you want to work a little bit on this. This is kind of like your sales copy in a sense, but this is also going to reiterate the bullets, but explain a little bit about who it's for and, you know, more of the benefits, more of the features. And uh, and then at the very end of it, I always like to put, you know, if you'd like to get started, you know, with this product or if you'd like to grab your uh, your copy of this or your whatever it is, you know, your uh your special garlic press, you know, click the add to cart button. And then this way here, it's a little call to action at the end. You want to also reiterate your warranty on the very end because, you know, you want to reassure them that there's no risk. Um, the one thing I do want to go back on the images though, is I've also seen people, uh, kind of going against the uh, terms of service and Amazon is definitely cutting down on this is when you're putting like a, a, a bestseller badge or a, a money back guarantee badge on your very first image, um, that image needs to be clean. It cannot have any of that stuff in there. And uh, if you put that stuff on there, it may get uh, taken down a month down the road, but it might stick for the first week. Who knows? Um, my thing is, is don't clutter it up. Just Make your picture fill or make your product fill up the entire frame. Okay. And what I mean by that is, is make it as large as it'll fit in that 1500 by 1500 space. All right. Okay. So that's kind of the things you're going to be doing for those 30 days, right? You have 30 days because your, your product is, is ordered. Now, this is if you're going, you know, the, the Alibaba route, right? And if you're sourcing something in the, in the US and you can get it within two weeks, well, then you've got a little bit of a less time to do this, but it's still going to follow the same format. All right. So, okay. Now that's what you're going to be doing while you're waiting for your product to arrive. All right. Sounds like a lot. It's really not. You're going to be probably thinking to yourself some days, how can I, you know, add something to this because I kind of ran out of things to do. Well, you can just go back and tweak your headline or tweak your bullets or do a little bit more research on the keywords. You got stuff to do or, you know, maybe optimize your Facebook uh, ad, whatever, right? You want to just keep that going because when you get your product, you want to be able to hit go. Okay. And what I mean by that is you want to be able to reach out to that Facebook page. You want to run a Facebook ad if you can afford it. All right. And I mean, again, I say $5 a day is plenty, uh, to, to get started. You want it. So you want to let people know about that little promotion. Now, what I mean by promotion is, is, you know, the dollar promo is kind of going away. Uh, it's pretty much now, I think the magic number is like a dollar 95 for like a 15 or a $20 product. Um, I, even been playing around with, you know, 395, uh, which has been okay. And I've went as high as 695. Uh, really the thing is in the beginning here is we're just trying to get sales going so we can get the reviews. Now here's something that I implemented this time around and it's been going awesome. And there's a few reasons why it's going awesome. All right. So I'm going to explain. There's a site called Thomason. It's Thomason.com. And what it is, it's not a review site for Amazon technically. What it is, is it's a blogger's platform for kind of like bloggers to come together and that want to review products for their blogs. Now, I will give you uh, a little uh, a little bit of advice here. It's mainly, I'm not going to say all, but mainly mommy bloggers. Now, if there's any mommy bloggers out there, don't get offended. Um, I'm not sure because I heard on another podcast from someone that sometimes they get offended by that, but it's just, it's moms that have blogs. Let's just say that. All right. So depending on your market, it may work well and it may not, but I ran mine, which isn't technically a mommy product. And, uh, I think I posted it the first day and I had like 30 applicants. All right. And what it does is it basically just puts your, your promotion out there saying that, you know, you're willing to give this to them for free. 
Now, that's an important thing that I just said there. You're giving it to them for free to review on their blog, okay? But they're also going to leave an Amazon review, honest review, okay? So you're getting really two things for one here because what's nice about them putting it on their blog or posting on their blog is you get something that is called a backlink, Now, if you don't know what a backlink is, it's basically when they link to your product within their blog, they've created a link that's pointing to your listing. And what this does is it helps your listing rank, not inside of Amazon, but inside of Google. Okay, now this isn't something that just happens overnight, but as you do these, you get 20 here, you get 20 there, it's constantly uh, creating backlinks from all of these different sources, all of these different style blogs, all naturally. All right. Now, years ago, you'd go and you'd buy like a hundred links or two thousand links, and they, you'd point them to a page, and it would rank. It doesn't work anymore. But this is a way to do it really legitimately. You know, white hat. It's not really anything black hat or gray hat. These are real people, real men and women blogging and then reviewing your product. But the important thing is, you do not want to uh, charge them for this. And the reason is, is because. A lot of them, unless you're clear about it, they want you to pay them, okay? But there's a number of them that will do it for free, okay, that will basically just want the free product because they're getting a free product in return and they're getting content that they get to publish on this blog. So that's why I really like this. It's not like you're going to a Facebook group that it's all built for Amazon reviewers. I'm a little, I don't know, I'm I'm not too keen on that uh, because it, it's, a, it's, it's a footprint, meaning that, If this group is all made up of Amazon reviewers and that's all that they're doing is trading reviews in a sense, uh, I just don't know if Amazon's going to be cool with that. Now, they might be. I don't know. I'm not sure I want to, I'm willing to risk that. Um, So I'm doing this route, the Thomason route, and then building my own Facebook page and then offering that to my Facebook page, uh, you know, uh, fans. And this is to me is the, it, it's the, the ethical way to do it, and it just seems the most natural way to do it, okay? Uh, so that's how I'm doing it. Um, but the Thomason thing is working really well. I've only been running it for three days. I've had well over 100 applicants, and I've approved, and this is the cool thing, before you actually allow them to receive your product, uh, you're able to uh, approve them. So you get to look at their blog, you get to look at how many Twitter followers they have, you can look at how many YouTube uh, you know, visitors or subscribers they have, uh, Instagram, all of that stuff. So you can kind of see if they're a well-established blog or if they're just someone that's you know just kind of slapping up a, a, a cheesy blog and trying to get free product. Uh, you, you want someone that's really kind of vested in their blog. And uh, the other thing is Thomason will give them a, a ranking and basically... Uh, telling you if they've completed the task. Now, the other thing I do want to mention here, a little tip for you, if you're if you're going to use Thomason, is you also want to be very clear that uh, this is going to also require them to leave a review for you, okay? And uh, what you can do here to cover yourself so they're not surprised by anything, and this is what I did, was where I put in the stipulations or in the uh, the description of the promotion that they needed to have Amazon Prime and they needed to be based in the U.S. And the reason is, is because when they go over to Amazon, you don't want them to be surprised and say, oh, well, this person's giving me the product for free, but I got to pay for shipping. So number one, they're going to be mad. Uh, and then they could buy the product and leave you a negative review. Uh, 
and then the other thing is, is if they're not in the U.S., um, they also wouldn't have that prime feature, uh, which again would make them upset. So you just want to be very clear on what you're expecting from them, uh, you know, within when you're doing one of these Thomason. Uh, promotions. So that's my tips on Thomason, and I would definitely consider using uh, using that service because here's the thing: when you first launch this product, you want to be able to get five sales, maybe ten sales per day, okay, consistently for at least five to seven days. All right. Now I know you've probably heard of there's blast services out there, and I'm not going to mention any in particular, but uh, you know, you can use them to where you get a hundred down, you know, not downloads, a hundred product sales within a day or an hour or whatever. And that's cool and all, but you really should break that up because Amazon likes steady sales. And for your market, you might only need to get five or ten sales a day to to uh, you know bump your BSR, your bestseller rank. And then start ranking organically. Uh, but the thing is, is I like to look at it as you're kind of like just trickling out sales, right? So you're you're starting with maybe five, and then maybe you're going to go to seven, and then you might go back to five. So it's more natural. Uh, but you just want steady sales, however you look at it. So my plan for Thomason is I'm going to give ten units away for free uh, to my bloggers that I've approved, all right, I give them a code that they'll get the product for free and they have to have Amazon Prime uh, and I'm going to give 10 units away for free for the next five days, all right, so that's going to be 50 units I'm going to give away. And, and again, some of you that are listening might be like, well, I don't want to give away my product, I, I want to I make sales. Well, this is going to help you make sales uh, by getting the ball rolling. And this is something that you really need to understand because it's very important. Uh, it's just how you can kind of get that snowball rolling. All right. So uh, that's my plan. All right. The second part of this plan is once you get your five reviews, okay, that I talked about earlier, then you can turn on Amazon pay-per-click. Now, I know some people turn it on without any reviews. I feel as though you got to have those reviews just so that way there, you're not going to have terrible conversions, meaning, you know, like 0.1%, you know, something crazy. So I would turn on Amazon pay-per-click and the very first campaign I would create would be an auto campaign. And I would set it up to be between five and ten dollars. I went with ten dollars. I did a seventy-five cent bid, so meaning ten dollar budget for the day, seventy-five cent per click, and uh, and I, I'm letting that run on auto. And the reason why I'm doing that is because I'm not guessing what keywords I should be ranking for or that I should be targeting. Amazon is doing that. And where the real magic comes is in a week from now, in seven days, I'll take and export that list of keywords that they uh, positioned me in front of, okay, or that they ranked me for, uh, for the paid traffic, and now I can see, oh, these are some keywords that I should really focus on, or maybe these are some keywords I should put in my description, uh, or maybe these are ones that I should create separate campaigns for, all right? So that's very the very first thing to do. So if you're doing Thomason sales, okay, at the, and you're giving those units away, you know, let's say five a day or 10 a day, and you're running pay-per-click, and you're going to get an extra couple of sales there a day, well, now you can see what I'm saying. And with the pay-per-click, you're not discounting anything. Those are going to be, you know, or you might discount your, your main price. Let's say you're normally going to charge $19.95 and now you're going to charge $15.95. Uh, you know, so what you're doing there is you're getting real sales through pay-per-click. You're not discounting it with a 100% off coupon or anything. The second part of the Amazon pay-per-click that I'm doing, which you don't have to do, but what I'm doing is I'm taking uh, just one campaign 
that I'm creating, I took one of my competitors, I put them into AMZ Shark, and then what I did is I had that scrape the keywords that uh, are being found for people that are looking for that listing or those particular keywords. So what it's doing in turn is really just giving me this whole batch of random keywords that are related to that competitor's listing. And now what I do is I'll take that campaign, put it into uh, Amazon pay-per-click, a campaign in there that I'll create separately, and then I'll do the same thing. I'll put a $10 a day budget, 75 cents per click, and I'll see what happens. And funny thing, while I'm recording this, I did that exact same thing, and I've already received one sale from that list, and I think I only spent $1.85 you know, on like three or four clicks. So just to prove my point, that's how you can start getting organic, or not organic, you can get start getting natural sales through pay-per-click without discounting your price uh, as far as a coupon uh, for that. So that's pretty much it in a nutshell, okay? That is how you take your product from the idea, from the supplier, to moving it to start getting sales, all right? It's where you're going to start getting sales, start getting reviews, because that's really where it's going to start to happen. Now, again, you want to focus on the reviews. That's huge because your conversion is going to go, you know, it's going to get better, okay? But remember, in the beginning, those first initial reviews, if you have to get them and, and they're unverified, that's fine, okay? Because that's just going to help you with pay-per-click and all that stuff. But you do want to get the verified ones, and that's where, like, people that do the Thomason thing, those are going to be verified because they're buying. They're actually, even though they didn't purchase the the uh, product or pay for the product, you you gave them a discount code, it still acts as a sale to Amazon. So because of that, it's a verified review. So now when those people come back to leave a review, you're going to have those um, added to your review listing. Okay, so for, for example, I have already given out 30 coupon codes for my second product. So I know that those 30 people have a chance to leave a review for my product. Okay, and that should happen within the next two weeks. But here is the final tip that I'm going to give you in the takeaway that I think is critical to getting these reviews. And that's having a three-part email sequence in place. And I'm not going to go too deep into this. I'm just going to give you um, the overview of it. I particularly use Feedback Genius. I've said this in other podcast episodes, all right? And what I do is I connect Feedback Genius with my Amazon account, and it's totally uh, legit and legal and all that stuff because all they're doing is they're emailing for you through Amazon uh, through Feedback Genius. So Feedback Genius is just kind of like your dashboard, and then from there, it triggers an email to be sent through your Amazon seller's account. So you are sending emails through Amazon. You still do not send that directly to uh, the people's email address. You don't see that email address. It's kind of like through Amazon, which is totally cool, all right? But here's where the magic happens. You're instantly able to follow up with them as soon as their item is delivered, let's say. And then you can trigger it to go out. The second email can go out, uh, let's say, three days after they've had the product. And then you can send another one out seven days after. That right there has bumped up my feedback in my reviews. And I mentioned this in another podcast and I'll briefly touch on it here, but what I do is my very first email that goes out is when it's delivered, letting them know that Amazon has packed it, it's on its way, let me know if it arrives safely, if you have any questions, and oh, by the way, here's an unadvertised gift for you, it's a bonus guide on how to do XYZ that will help you with the product, okay? So that's an unadvertised bonus, and then 
I just put a little tiny little thing in there that says, and you know, when you when you do uh, end up receiving the product, if everything is cool with it, you know, leave us a feedback. That would be great. We're a small business, and we really want to make sure that you're happy. And if you're not, we want to know that too. And then I just put that little link in there. That's it. Okay. The second email is the one after they've had the product for three days. That one there, same thing. You know, I know it's been a few days since you received your product. I just wanted to make sure that uh, everything arrived okay. Everything was, you know, didn't come damaged or anything. And if if something did, please let me know. And uh, if you're happy about that, everything so far, please let me know that too. Here's a link to leave us uh, feedback, and we'd love to to hear from you. We're a small business, and uh, we we really thrive on uh, or. Amazon thrives on uh, on good feedback from our customers. Something like that, right? You're not telling them that you want them to leave positive feedback. You're just saying, if you would go over and leave us feedback, that would be great, okay? I don't want you to misunderstand that. Um, so I'm just driving them to feedback. I'm not driving them to the review, and there's a reason for that, okay? And I'm going to tell you that in a minute. But the uh, the third one is very simple. The headline just says, thank you. And then it just says, you know, hi, you know, Tom, uh, it's been, uh, you know, over uh, seven days or whatever since you've received your product. I'm just following up with you to make sure that everything is good. If you had any questions, uh, we're here to answer them for you. And if you haven't had time to go over and leave us a, a feedback on our on our, uh, on our our feedback page, uh, you know, you can do so here by clicking the link. Again, we're a small business. And you notice how I keep saying we're a small business, that's because I want them to know that we're not a major company. And some people say, well, I want to be a big company. I want to be perceived as a big company. No, you don't. You want them to know that you're reachable. You want them to know that you care about your customers. It's very, very important to do that. So that's how I do this. And here has been the results. Uh, and most people say, well, yeah, the, the, you know, review rate on a, on an average customer is like, you know, less than 10%. And you might be right, but Here's the thing. You want feedback on your seller's account. Feedback and reviews are totally different. Feedback is going to make your seller's account stronger, meaning it's like your authority within Amazon. And the the more feedback you get, more positive feedback you get, the more ranking ability you will receive as well. Now, this is my belief that it's kind of like a website where you've been around a while and you've built up some credibility with Google, and you've got some really nice backlinks going to your site. So when you launch a new page, it it basically ranks easier than someone just starting. Same thing would apply to Amazon. So you really want to get those feedback. But here's the other cool thing about this. When they leave feedback, Amazon wants them to tell about the experience of you as the seller, not about the product. But most people think that the feedback is like a review. So let's say, for example, someone writes you a three-star review or a feedback, and they say, you know, the item wasn't what I expected. I thought it was going to be 18 inches, and it was only, you know, 12. Um, I really wish I hadn't purchased this. As soon as you see that, which you should be checking your feedback every single morning or every single night, as soon as you've seen that, you just put a little support ticket into Amazon, a little contact uh, message, and they have a little spot for it about feedback, and you say that this was a product feedback and not a seller feedback, um, I would really appreciate it if you would remove this from my feedback, um, you know, whatever. And from there, within minutes sometimes, it's removed, okay? So what did we just do there? We intercepted a bad review because if you just drove them to your review page on your listing, 
you can't remove that. You are not going to be able to remove a negative review on your product page. That's what it's there for. But the feedback is there for the seller's performance, okay, or how they how they you know were treated and all that stuff, right? Was it delivered on time? All that stuff. The communication's good, okay. So it's a way for you to filter a bad review, and this has been working fantastic for me, okay. So here's what I do: the minute someone leaves me a five star or a four star, I go in, I click on their name, and then I personally write an email to them. I personally, and I'm, I'm pretending right now on the keyboard, I personally write them an email. Now, I have a template that I created, but I customize it to them. I, I use their first name, uh, and I basically just say, hey, thank you so much for leaving us positive feedback. I just noticed you left that. I just wanted to say thank you. And um, if there's anything else that we can do for you, please let us know. But could you do me a quick favor? Feedback is different than a product review, and I've seen that you're really happy with the product. Could you do me a quick favor and just head over and leave me a review on the product with what you just said here? That would be great. Amazon loves reviews as we love to uh, to display them. Thanks a lot. Take care. Talk to you soon. And then your name. That's it. Okay? And then that person that has already taken the time to leave feedback, they're going to probably leave that review. And I found that you know, two out of three definitely go over and leave that review. Now, the one thing that I have heard discussed about this uh, in some of the Facebook groups is that, you know, aren't people going to get upset because you're emailing them so much? I got to be honest with you. I've emailed over 4,000 customers as of right now, and I haven't had one person say, stop emailing me. Just haven't happened. Okay. So it's the way that you craft the email. Uh, and I'll, I'll definitely do a podcast on the email sequence and the follow up and all that stuff. But just remember to talk to that person as an individual. Don't talk as you're the big company. Be the name behind the company, but then talk to them on a personal level. Tell them it's a small business, a family business, whatever you want to do to make them feel more comfortable with you. Uh, so this way here, they're not just like, you know what, screw it. I'm going to go ahead and leave them a negative feedback because they're just a big company making millions of dollars, right? Um, so just an important thing there for you. So you just definitely want to do that. But like I said, that's, you don't have to have those three part, uh, email sequences in, in order. It definitely will help your reviews. Okay. So everyone right now in Thomason that just left me uh, or that just, uh, purchased through the code. They're going to get that follow-up sequence. So even though they signed up on Thomason and they said, yeah, we'll do it, I'm also going to be on the back end reminding them to do it, okay? So I will report back on the results of that. I think they're going to be great. But right now, I should have close to 25 or 30 reviews for that second product within a couple of weeks, which is uh, which is fantastic, all right? So that's pretty much it. That's the launch process Okay, so this way here you can get the ball rolling and start getting some sales. And then from there, it'll just start taking a life on of its own. But you also want to keep running the pay-per-click and expanding that out uh, on different keywords and all that stuff, which we'll do a whole nother podcast on that. But that's pretty much it. Now, like I said, I'm going to answer one of your questions. It's actually a voicemail that I received, and uh, it's the very first voicemail. So Dylan, thank you very much. I'm clapping right now. Uh, thank you for that. And if you want to leave your question as a voicemail so we can play it on the air and uh, we can go ahead and uh, and answer it, then uh, awesome. Do that. Head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. And then you'll see a little button there now that has a little start recording and you can record a 90 second voicemail 
for me and ask a question. And then what I'll do is I'll receive it and I will answer it on an upcoming podcast. So let's listen to Dylan and uh, see what his question is. Hey, Scott, I just wanted to thank you for the podcast. It's really great. I just happened to stumble upon it one day, devoured it. I love the fact that you just get right to the point. There's not a lot of filler. Um, I do appreciate the fact that sometimes you go off script a little bit and just talk about what comes to mind. Totally fine. Uh, Great format. Can't say enough good things about it. I have a question for you, though. I'm just starting to get interested in FBA. Now, I found a really good physical product with great margins, but through FBA, it doesn't make sense because when you use the calculator, the fees that Amazon will charge are way too high. The problem is it weighs a little bit more and it's over 18 inches, so I get nailed with extra expenses. I'm wondering what you think about I think it's called FBM, Fulfillment by Merchant. What do you think about that model as opposed to FBA for uh, products? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thanks again for what you do. Well, thanks again, uh, Dylan, for that question. It's a, it's a really good question, actually. And let me just say that whatever mic you were using or phone or whatever, really nice quality, really, really nice. Nice voice, too. Uh, Anyway, uh, yeah, this was the first voicemail, and uh, I'm going to answer that question. Um, It's a great question, actually. And you know what? I think that, you know, the numbers probably look really good to you. And I think it comes down to this it comes down to do you want to handle shipping product? Do you want to handle refunds? Do you want to handle the customer service end? Do you want to handle that stuff? Uh, because it's a little bit more hands-on when you're going to do the Fulfilled by Merchant. Me, personally, um, at this point in time and in my business, I would not want to do that. I would personally say to you that if you're okay with doing that, then sure, go ahead. You know, But if you get cranking here and you start selling 30, 40 units a day, uh, are you going to want to ship 30, 40 units a day? Are you going to want to deal with 30 or 40 uh, you know, people refunding and then you having to process them? Uh, you know, that is the question I think that you have to ask yourself. So me personally, if I was you know, recommending to a friend, uh, which I feel as though you are because you, you were the first one to, to ask the question, hint, hint, other was out there should be asking questions using the voicemail option, uh, that um, I would probably say wait on this product. Uh, it doesn't mean you can't do the product. And uh, I would start with something that you could use FBA. Uh, that's really what I would do. Uh, because I just see that scalability is important with this business. And I think that having uh, Amazon fulfill the orders takes a huge burden off of any new business owner. All right. And I just think that it makes it easier. The other thing to think about, and I'm not 100% sure this is the case, but I've been told it is that definitely Amazon favors the FBA model or the FBA sellers a little bit more when it comes to ranking and stuff because uh, they are actually making more money, right? They're making more money using you as an FBA than for you to fulfill your own orders. So, there's some, you know, there's some merit there, right? You, you, you want to consider all of the different things. And that's what's going through my head when I hear this. So I know it wasn't a great answer for you as far as like what, you know, I, I know you probably want me to say this is what you got to do and da, da, da. But I'm just trying to give you some thoughts of what to think about 
you know, by going into this with you fulfilling the orders, you know, you being the merchant. Um, just things to think about and to consider. Me personally, I would say start looking for another product that's related to this product, okay, that you could sell in the future and then possibly work out some things where you could either fulfill it or pay someone to fulfill it. Um, but right now, I would go towards a product that that makes sense all the way around with FBA uh, to allow you to really concentrate on the business, you know, working in the or on the business, not in the business. All right. So that is my answer to you. Thank you so much again for asking that question. It was awesome. Thanks for the kind words too, by the way. And if you want to ask a question and you're listening and you want to send me a voicemail, just head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. And it's the very first uh, option. Okay. I've got two options there. One, you can just leave the voicemail, which I prefer. Or you can uh, just leave a comment. I've got a bunch in the comments right now. I'm probably going to have to do a show that I basically go over a lot of those questions, but I'm going to try to find ones that are similar so I can kind of group them. Uh, But I do try to answer them in the comments box briefly, uh, but I can definitely expound on them more uh, on the podcast itself. Now, I know we went a little bit longer today, but I really wanted to cover all of the details to the launch process uh, before you launch and after you launch, because I think it's very, very important, and a lot of people will get hung up because they don't know what they should be working on, or they'll be wasting time not doing anything, all right? So uh, that's why I really wanted to uh, to really outline this for you so you had a clear vision on uh, what it should look like, all right? So once again, I want to thank everyone for hanging out with me. This has been awesome. And if you do have any questions, you know where to find me. Uh, Just head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. And if you could do me a quick favor, if you haven't done so already, head over to iTunes. Leave me a review over there, some feedback. Let me know what you think. Uh, You know, again, reviews works the same on iTunes as it does in Amazon. And uh, even though this isn't a paid show, it would help me reach more people and help more people. And that's what this is all about for me right now is to really reach out and uh, reach as many people as we can. All right. Just like uh, just like Dylan, just how he found me and stumbled across this. And now he's asking the question. So kudos to him. All right. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. And I will see you in the next show.